So after waiting 387 days, now we can say we only waited six days before we got a chance to uh, bring back the uh, new episode of Talking Schmidt. And we are going to, like I said, uh, last week, we are going to do things a little bit differently because we have our, we're going to talk a little bit about the NFL. Um, We are going to do that. But we are also going to, uh, each week, we're going to drop a question of the week on our social media. So if you're not following us, um, we'll tell you a little bit about that. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Um, We're using the Schmitty Stories platform for that. So you can follow us on those two, at Schmitty Stories. Um, Give us a follow. We'll drop it there. Or if you're already following us on Facebook, I actually have Talking Schmidt on Facebook um, because that was one of the very first things I started and was a big part of that. So, um, it was, a technically it's my former journalism page just turned into the podcast page. So if you're following us on there, that's what you need to know. Um, you can just follow us on Schmitty stories, uh, on Instagram or on Twitter or on Facebook. You can follow us at talking Schmidt. A lot of the answers I got for the question anyway, came from my personal page. So whatever. Um, I posted on there too. That way I knew we could generate some things, but if you're listening to this and you want to chime in next week, on whatever our random question is, I drop it literally the morning of the day we're recording. So usually it's going to be on Wednesday. Um, I'll drop a question on that morning and you guys just answer it. But I would like to say hello to everyone. I am Ethan Schmidt. Joining me as always is George Holloway. And I say as always, but for the most recent episodes we've had, it's been me and George doing this or George and I, as I should say. Um, I need to show off my education a little bit, right, George? Oh, that's right. You're always going to show it off if you got it. Yeah, exactly. I shouldn't sound like a like a heathen out here. So George and I are bringing you all the action uh, like we've done. Had some really good responses uh, for our question of the week. Had some really good responses, I feel, on the draft question as well that we asked him. We did a poll this week. I'll try to do a poll. Sometimes it'll be about sports. Sometimes it won't be. Um, so if you, you know, that way we can kind of get a a good ebb and flow of it as well. So we'll, we'll try to differ if it, you know, our question of the week might be a poll as well. So who knows? We'll figure it out as we go along. Um, but I would like to say, George, I wanted to start this off. I told you I had a weird interaction. I just want to know what you would have done in this situation that I faced earlier this week. I think it was earlier this week. Could have mm-hmm. been late last week. Um, I was at, a, I was at a, a, like a fast food place, um, eating a sandwich. Um, I know, you know, which one it is, but you, cause it's the one that you hate. Um, but it's the one yeah, that I, I love like and it. we, we don't want to get, you know, in case you become a future sponsor, I'm not trying to, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get some free subs, bro. <laughs> uh, but for real, uh, I was there, I was going back to get a refill on my beverage. Um, and I was like in the process of kind of like, I had, I had just like swallowed all the food, like the remainder of the food. And I had like taken a, a sip and like, you know, sometimes, sometimes the drink just hits you right where it gets a little tickly in the throat. And mm-hmm. so I told the gentleman that I was walking next to, excuse me, but it came out like, excuse me, you know, kind of low. Um, and mm-hmm. then for the rest of the time that that dude interacted with me, he like said, excuse me to me super loud. So I don't know if he thought I was being rude or a jerk, but I was just like, what is going on? So I, that was my weird situation this week. Hmm. So the only way that like, I could think like he, and immediately in my mind, I think that he was just being a smart ass. That's what and, I think. Like, and I mean, like, you can't help it. Like sometimes, you know, you swallow, you, this is going to sound weird. You swallow wrong and it goes down to windpipe and gets stuck in your throat. And like, you just got to kind of work through it. Yeah. So like, and I was I mean, trying to do fault. that. Like, yeah. And I mean, at least you were polite and you said, excuse me. And then he just might've turned it around and been kind of yeah. giving it back to you a little bit, but I mean, you know what, you know what I didn't like about him? Hmm. He was one of those people that walked into the place and said, I've never eaten here at an establishment that's been open like nationally for, you know, 60 years. And that yeah. drives me up the wall. Yeah. That's, that sounds like a pick me kind of guy. Yeah. Like so, to me, so, he came at me. I didn't know what to do because I was trying to be polite, but that was my weird situation of the week. Um, how has mm-hmm. your week been? It's been a good week. Uh, it's been eventful, I guess. Like, you know, just going to work every day and grinding, having some interviews here and there. So that's pretty cool. Just being um, George. Just being George, man. It's a week in the life of George. 
That's what I like to hear. Uh, so, George, uh, how has post uh, post draft been for you? Obviously, because uh, we saw and we're going to go into this a little bit further, but it's almost been a mixed bag for me reading a lot of the uh, obviously because of where we're at. A lot of the friends that I have, including George, are a lot of Titans fans, and so a lot of Titans fans were were chiming in. I felt like it was uh, probably about fifty fifty. I feel of people who were upset and people who weren't upset about the draft. So Mm -hmm. to start with, tell me, how did you feel about the Titans draft? So it it wasn't sexy. It wasn't flashy at all, like at at points, but I think that it's feasible. I think you got a lot of guys that are going to make an impact this season. And I really like that. Like, uh, let's look at the first round. Like you go with the offensive tackle, Peter Skronsky from uh, Northwestern. And like I just said, it wasn't a sexy pick. But it filled one of the biggest needs on the Titans roster right now, which is that O-line depth and O-line plug-and-play guys. He he could play tackle. He could play guard. He could play center. He's he's a very versatile player. If, if I had to guess, I assume that he's going to be a guard because he does have some shorter arms that they've been talking about, things like that. And uh, so moving that guard position might be good for him there. And then you look at the second round for the Titans. They did pick up Will Levis, the quarterback out of Kentucky, that – I was not very high on. I don't think many people around this area were very high on, to be honest with you, because a lot of people around here are Tennessee fans. And, of course, he went to the ugly blue school, the state of state up north. But uh, if he if he does truly have the ceiling that those animals like Mel Kuyper, et cetera, talked about, the value at 33 is unbelievable. If he can develop into a precision pocket passer, a good decision maker, because that's where he struggled in Kentucky, with Kentucky. He's always had a rocket arm. It was just down to the decision making. He his completion percentage was about was about sixty five and sixty six percent respectively his junior and senior years, which I mean that's fine. That's, that's very good. But the turnover ratio was just a little bit high. So if he can cut down on those mistakes, really develop into a pro quarterback, the Titans got to steal at that value. Uh, another player that I really that, that's kind of like mixed emotion for me because I think he's a dog. Tajay Spears running back out of Tulane. I think he's fantastic. Like I, I he's, he's just a go-getter type football player. He's tough. He goes out there and he plays, but the medicals is the area of concern. He basically doesn't have an ACL and he has yeah. arthritis in his knee. Yeah. So that's kind of scary. So the, the question that was posed that I've seen posed like along like the realm of Twitter and ESPN and things like that was, can his NFL career last longer than his uh, first contract? So that's always a scary thought. But, I mean, whenever you have somebody dealing with the injuries that he has dealt with and the lingering effects of it, it's a valid question. Uh, The tight end out of Cincinnati, Josh Wiley, I think that dude is a great value pick in the fourth round. Uh, He's a 6'7", 250-pound tight end who runs a four five forty, and he can catch the football. So that, that's pretty exciting there. Uh, I like that pickup. It's going to kind of open up that Titan offense just a touch, not much because, you know, there's not much there to open up. But, I mean, you now can run two tight end sets, sometimes three tight end set, work that backfield for Derrick Henry, open up the middle of the field for playmakers like Traylon Burks and Jake Conquo. So I think it's all in all a solid pickup. Uh, Duncan, the tackle out of Maryland. Uh, just another depth piece on the O line that is really, really struggling. So you can't, you can never have too much depth on that line, on that, on that line for the Titans, honestly. Like, so I'm fine with that pick as well. And then his name is leaving me at the moment, but the UT Martin wide receiver in the seventh round, I believe his first name is Colton. Colton Dow. Yep. Colton Dow. Yeah. Uh, he's a Wilson Central guy, correct? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So he's fairly local to, to this area. Uh, had a great career at UT Martin, led the OVC in receiving yards. Big, fairly big body, like he's 6'3 and a half, 6'3 and three quarters, 210 pounds, has great vert- vertical leap ability. So, I mean, he's a deep ball threat. He can open up those deep balls if he does get that opportunity. And he's also a solid special teams player. He's just one of those guys that's going to go out there and just basically scrap and fight just around to get some playing time. And hopefully it works out for him. And it could be a good late round gem that the Titans picked up there. So all in all, like, I'm okay with it. Like, I, I'm not upset. I wasn't wowed by the picks, but they're serviceable. It's feasible, and they're going to get in some players that they've needed in places that have that they've needed as well. 
So I'm excited to see what they can do. Absolutely. I want to shout out to, uh, to Jacob and Eric, JJ as well, uh, who chimed in on their thoughts on the Titans. I saw, like I said, a little bit of a mixed review on yes or no on that. And to everybody that came out and voted um, for the poll, we really do appreciate that. We had a lot of yes votes. So we had a pretty good turnout for who voted for it. Um, so thank you guys for that. I know, um, you know, as much as you were saying about Will Levis, I saw that from JJ as well. He was very big on, you know, just kind of seeing what he did. And I agree with you uh, that getting him at the point that you did get him at, you know, you didn't waste your first round pick on the franchise quarterback. You're getting him in the second round. And yeah, you might've traded up to grab him there in that, in that spot, you know, um, but still that's not a bad um, not a bad spot, I feel, to get a guy who was highly touted. So uh, I do agree with you there. I thought that was not a bad, uh, a bad spot. And I know, um, you know, shout out to our guy, Eric. He's always very, uh, um, cutthroat with what he says, but, um, he called me and talked to me and said a lot of the same things you were worried about. Um, he's worried about the fact that you have a running back who literally has no ACL right now. And if you think back, I mean, you know, as great as Marshawn Lattimore was. You know, he was, he could have been a first round overall pick or in the top five or top 10 and, and ended up not being that and try to play in the pros and just couldn't because his knees were that bad. And now he's obviously doing a great, great thing by, I believe he's coaching at the high school level is what Marshawn mm -hmm. Lattimore is doing now. So, or he may be at college again, but I know he was at high school coaching for a while. So giving back to the next generation, because unfortunately his body just couldn't keep up with it. But then mm -hmm. if you're a Titans fan, you look at that and you're like, well, we're not, we're not trying to draft somebody for a, you know, the, the ESPN story. We're trying to draft the next player. And I feel mm -hmm. in that situation uh, that there's some, you know, some good belief to that because you probably could have got one of the better wide receivers in this draft at that spot, or you mm -hmm. could have gotten a, you know, top 10, top 15 receiver instead of getting a running back that you have a lot of question marks about. And I think that was the big thing for me watching the Titans draft, not a Titans fan, but watching the Titans draft was just the fact that you waited to the seventh round. I mean, there's not many good receivers on the roster. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. You that room is about as dry as it can possibly be at this point. I mean, Traylon Burks is your wide receiver one or one A. Nick Westbrook Akine is arguably one B at this point with how little that Traylon's actually proved. And then it kind of trickles down the list with names like Kyle Phillips, who uh potential with from the slot receiver position there, but I mean he got hurt a lot last year, the small wide receiver out of UCLA. So never really got to see much of him. And also players like that are perennial that should be perennial practice squad guys that are actually making active rosters with the Tennessee Titans, like Cody Hollister or Mason yeah. Kinsey. Like the those are names that shouldn't necessarily no offense to those guys, shouldn't necessarily be on active rosters. And the Titans, you've seen time and time again, they trot old trusty dusty number eight, Cody Hollister out there on a third and two and try to make something happen. And it's just sickening. <laughs> so so I'm just I'm tired of it. <laughs> like yeah, I, I felt your pain on that one because it's just, you know, you, you have you have arguably, and I know we've said this before and, and you're going to say this, you have arguably the best running back in the NFL. You will say mm -hmm. he's the best. I don't see that there's a ton of argument there. Um, the only other name, again, that I like to throw out there is Jonathan Taylor because he is younger and, and he is still performing very well uh, through these first couple of years that we've seen Jonathan Taylor. And obviously this will be a big year for him as well. But um, and then obviously the healthy Saquon Barkley is definitely in the conversation as well. We okay. we actually got to see the reemergence of Saquon and was like, oh, my goodness. Um, mm -hmm. So we saw that as well. So, I mean, you do have a guy if you, you but you can't run the ball every down. You can't run the ball on third and 15 and hope the draw is going to pick it up, or you can't run the ball on, you know, fourth and 20 in, in a must win situation. You have to be able to throw the ball and you can't just hope that whoever you pull in is going to catch the ball either. So that's one right. of the big things for me that I look at. Now I will say this though, some optimism for you Titans fans out there. Mel Kuyper jr. Gave this a B plus. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. The all knowing Mel Kuyper has blessed the Titans with a solid grade. Solid, I mean, decent grade. Yeah, a lot of these, a lot of you see that though, like throughout the board, like a lot of these like national draft guys, they give the Titans a fairly high score for the most part. 
And then like you, you talk to like more local, like in like I listened to like radio to sports talk radio, local things like that. A lot of people were upset. Yeah. So it's like I wonder who's going to be right in this aspect: the local fans who just really didn't get what they wanted. Yeah. Or the national guys who are really putting those grades out there. Listen, nothing is more crazy than being live on a broadcast talking about the draft and watching Green Bay choose Jordan Love when we knew that Aaron Rodgers still had a few more seasons in Green Bay. So no matter what you say, at least you weren't there. Now, I will say this funny moment. George and I were actually on live air uh, doing a a baseball broadcast uh, together last, I guess it would have been Friday on the second day of the draft. And I pulled up the draft, obviously, to show him what was going on. And we saw the Titans jump up, and I just saw like every bit of color that George had in his face go away because he knew the knew second was pick was going to be <laughs> Will Levis. But let's talk about let's talk about some other things. We had a few other fans. Uh, really, it was just Titans, uh, Titans, Steelers, Packers fans weighing in. And obviously, I have a lot of friends and that are fans of those groups. Steelers fans were super excited. I uh, got to give a shout out to uh, Trey, Dusty, and Will who laid it, uh, weighed in on those and talked about it. They were extremely pumped up about Joey Porter Jr. They also also got one of the best offensive linemen in the game as well, um, which was what Broderick Jones Broderick from Jones. from uh, Georgia. Georgia. Got a few Georgia guys. Got a few Wisconsin guys on the offensive and defensive line. Um, so I think this, you know, ultimately looking at it, another team that got a B plus from Mel Kiper Jr. in their draft grade. Um, Went out there, got some guys, you know, offensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, offensively for the Steelers, I want to weigh in on, on this because offensively, Kenny Pickett, not a bad guy. I, I think he actually looked good in his in his first season, you know, his first year. I know the small hands and he wears the gloves or whatnot, but honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, at times Big Ben wore gloves and Big Ben didn't have mm-hmm. small hands. You know, some of the quarterbacks in the True. NFL just wear it for grip. Um, so I'm not, I mean, Kurt Warner did that late in his career. Mm-hmm. Kurt Warner wore gloves and I mean, he led the Cardinals to a Super Bowl with that. So you can't say like, True. you know, whatever with this. And, and, you know, obviously Kurt Warner, an amazing story, but, mm-hmm. you know, Kenny Pickett looks very good. He's got a pretty decent, talented receiving core out there. They went out and got a rookie tight end from Georgia. Can't go wrong there. Um, any, you know, Great value for that pick too. Absolutely. So you have that as well. You go out and you get a legacy player of your own, you know, of your own organization and Joey Porter jr's dad was an absolute freak of nature, uh, mm-hmm. on that defense for the Steelers. Uh, speaking of Kurt Warner leading his team to a super bowl, that's who they lost to was Pittsburgh. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, James Harrison in that group. So, um, yeah, I, I thought that was a good pickup. Now, you know, we'll get into this for a second you know, I and I and I like I, I'm going to give Trey a little bit of hard time here because he texted us today and said, you know, it's a battle with them in Cincinnati. And I was like, well, what you know, what about Baltimore? And he did mm-hmm. say that they weren't worried about Lamar in Baltimore. And for he has good reason. I actually looked this up. Lamar's actually two and five all time against Pittsburgh. So I think he has mm-hmm. a really good point there. But this is a battle for a division that is going to feature Lamar having probably the best receiving core that he's ever probably had. I would say, I mean, you're adding in the Super Bowl champion OBJ with you. You still have a healthier Mm -hmm. Rashad Bateman. Zay Flowers could be the guy. Uh, You'll get J.K. Dobbins out there as well for Baltimore. And then, of course, you still have the juggernaut that is, you know, Cincinnati out there. So Mm -hmm. I think the Steelers doing something smart, which was going out and getting some young, fresh talent on the defensive side of the ball, especially at those corner positions, shoring up your offensive line with a guy who's played in two national championships. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that you have the possibility of having three teams from the from the AFC North. You have you already know that you might I mean the AFC East is going to be stacked. We the AFC mm-hmm. North is looking stacked. So um I guess that's kind of my take on that. I think the Steelers were, you know, prepping for, you know, as long as we're better than the Browns and can, you know, be, you know, conversational at least you know against the Bengals if they're the juggernaut in this division and can at least you know best Baltimore at least once we have a chance to be you know sitting in that two spot if not the top spot with what we have and again I think there was a lot of Steelers fans that were super excited about this draft absolutely and rightfully so and plus like whenever you think of Pittsburgh you also got to remember Mike Tomlin's going to find a way to win nine games absolutely like he absolutely will so like there, there's always that sneaky threat, especially whenever like they're like in their division this this coming year, where it's, it looks pretty stacked. The Steelers are going to be pesky. 
they're going to be that annoying team that just won't go away. And I mean, they got that first, they got a first round talent in the second round with Joey Porter Jr. He was projected to go very high off the boards and he just continued to slip a little bit. And he basically just fell in the Steelers' laps. And then also, like you mentioned with Broderick Jones, that's a plug and play immediately guy on that line. Yes. And a, and a line that's going to protect Kenny Pickett and just give him more time to throw the ball. And that's as beneficial as it can get for him. And then they got the big body tight end, Darnell Washington, at great value after he fell from the second round. And it, things are looking – the future's kind of turning a corner in Pittsburgh and things are looking up again. And you can just never count them out. So that, that division is going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. Also want to give a shout-out to my old – well, well, not old. I mean, I don't want to make my guy feel old here, but my first sports director got to – Give a shout out to Luds. He weighed in on the Lions. Big Lions fan up there, uh, up in the uh, up in the UPA. Um, he was up there and, and said that you know he thought the Lions had a solid draft, and you know there's a lot of people that gave you know the Lions a little bit of grief about Jameer Gibbs, who's a very talented running back. I should mention mm-hmm. uh, out of Alabama because we weren't expecting two running backs. That may have been the biggest shock of night one, more so than Absolutely. Levis dropping out was the fact that. Uh, there was literally two running backs taken in the first round, which is, you know, what right. happened here. The second coming was mm-hmm. about to happen on draft day, we felt, or whatever. But uh, waited on that, and now it's looking like a smart decision because they traded DeAndre Swift. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, not too bad of a decision there for Detroit. You know, you 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 lost Jamal Williams. Um, you, you now have given up DeAndre Swift. You're bringing in a new running back that's a dual threat. He can run the ball very well. He can catch the mm-hmm. ball extremely well in the backfield. Uh, so you add him in there, and you also have uh, the you, – what they got Montgomery, right? That was who the other pickup was? Yes, David Montgomery. So they got David Montgomery from your rivals in your, you know, in your division. Um, mm-hmm. So not a bad draft all around for the Lions. I think they went out and dressed some needs as well. Um, so, you know, again, we've talked about how crazy the North is going to be this year and really all the other pieces are really there for Jared Goff. I mean, you would like to have a running back that you can rely on, but I think Jameer Gibbs could be that guy. Uh, Alabama running backs have had a lot of great success over the years in the NFL. We obviously mm-hmm. see that we've talked about Derrick Henry already, um, in this broadcast. So we know that, um, mm-hmm. the other team, obviously that, you know, I, I would like to, I, and <laughs> I want to say this. Uh, my brother did weigh on this one, and, and you know he he kind of made a joke about it. And he was like, "I'm just hoping that the Trey Lance uh, deal actually works out." From I guess what last season was when Trey Lance was mm-hmm. drafted, uh, he said, "Because if not, he said he's not going to be happy about a draft for a long time." And that's mm-hmm. uh, pretty funny because obviously the 49ers were there was three teams that Mel Kiper Jr. gave B minuses to. It was mm-hmm. the Raiders, the 49ers, um, and I believe the Falcons. So. All in all, uh, unfortunately for him, San Francisco may uh, – that's a very tough dis- division um, to be in right now uh, because Seattle found their reemergence. We saw that. Mel Kiper Jr. gave them an A. They they were working, capitalizing on still on the Russell Wilson trade, uh, and rightfully mm-hmm. so, as they should. Um, the Cardinals, A-minus on that draft. I think the Rams went out and did some stuff. They got your boy, the mailman. Um, but mm-hmm. not not the real mailman, the like the Saturday mailman, because the real mailman mm-hmm. mailman is obviously Carl Malone. Um, oh yeah. But they got Stetson Bennett, who just wore a postal worker's hat. So whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a Stetson Bennett fan. So whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the Rams went out and got that, and, and so yeah, I, I feel for him because it wasn't a really good draft for the 49ers either. I did think Green Bay had a good draft. I really did. Mm-hmm. Um. We talked and we, you know, we talked about the fact that it could have been Lucas Van Ness um, mm-hmm. and maybe not going after a top receiver right from the start. And they did. They went out, they got Lucas Van Ness, shirt up a spot on the mm-hmm. defensive line. He's going to be up out there with, uh, uh, um, with Kenny Clark. That's already a ferocious yes. defensive front. Uh, they got the, mm-hmm. uh, the Wyatt from Georgia last year. Um, so yeah, that, that defensive line got shirt up with the guy who's a, as you mentioned about uh, Broderick Jones, Lucas Van Ness is a day one, put him in there. 
with Preston Smith and that defensive front and just let him go to work. He will be mm-hmm. almost an every down starter. You still have Rashawn Gary who will come back as well from injury. Um, so that I believe Rashawn Gary's there. I'm, I shouldn't have misspoken on that. Um, I don't remember him leaving, but again, the whirlwind around Green Bay this year has just been about Rodgers. So it's kind of obviously played out on anything else they're doing. So, um, but yeah, so the defense showing up like that. They went out. They got some uh, pretty talented defensive backs as well. Uh, Green Bay mm-hmm. did. But again, even uh, even the tight end they got from um, from Oregon State, you know, he's pretty much uh, one of those tight ends that Oregon State used as a receiver. Uh, they mm-hmm. spread him out, they put him where he needed to be, and they go. Um, they went out and they got Reed from Michigan State, good slot receiver as well. So you're gonna have a very youthful receiving core with a quarterback that um you know was very youthful as well you know so there's a Mm -hmm. lot of youth out there in green bay for 13 picks i don't really think they missed too much let's just put it that way i don't think that you know there might have been somebody that they could have gone after and maybe got and they didn't but for 13 picks um i think they did all right with it I, i really do i don't think green bay i mean obviously they drafted a kicker which always you know always chaps my you know what but uh i don't understand why you draft a kicker but san francisco did it in the third round green bay did it in the sixth so you know a little bit different there at least in my opinion uh of of what green bay drafted but all in all i really did think it was a a really good draft um and i want to say thank you of course to everybody who weighed in on the situation and weighed in on um, you know their thoughts on the draft and voted as well on our poll. We appreciate it, guys. Like we said, we're going to try to give you some sort of sports question each week, and then of course a random question as well that we'll draft on the or we'll draft that we will drop on the day of, and we'll talk about those things as well. So thank you guys so much for that portion of it, and and getting into you know just kind of talking sports. Uh, I do want to bring up one other thing here, George, sports wise, mm-hmm. because it is going on right now. Um, who do you think is going to win it all in the NBA? I know we're not big like NBA guys. Like I'm not really a big NBA guy. I should say more than anything, but mm-hmm. who, who do you have? So I'm kind of torn here because uh, I'm a Celtics fan. Like I say fan loosely, like, like I'm not the biggest NBA guy either, but uh, Celtics, they, they lost game one to Philadelphia, but right now they're absolutely dismantling the 76ers are by 30 right now. And so that series is about to be evened up at one game apiece. But there's one sneaky team that has just always been kind of, I say always, but the past couple of seasons, uh, been kind of pesky in the playoffs, and that's the Miami Heat. They came in as an eight seed. They played the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round. Of course, Giannis did get hurt, so that kind of played a factor in the series. But the Heat took care of business. They knocked out the number one seed Bucks. Right yeah. now they're playing the uh, New York Knicks, and uh, the Heat took game one, lost game two without Jimmy Butler. And uh, there were some pictures and videos surfacing along the Twitter realm of Jimmy Butler on the sideline uh, right as time expired of game two, where he was just like, okay, just like nodding his head, like smiling, even though they had lost, things like that. And so everyone's like, all right, everyone just be on watch. Jimmy Butler's coming. Jimmy Buckets is coming back. Like, so I I think if the Heat continued to ride this momentum, they've got as good a shot as anybody. And same thing with the Los Angeles Lakers. They knocked out the Grizzlies in the first round, and you can never count out a team with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, both healthy and both playing well. So they got their work cut out for them, playing the defending champions, the Golden State Warriors. But if anyone can knock out the defending champs, it's it's LeBron. So a lot of action in the NBA playoffs. I've actually been watching quite a bit more. So that's been cool. Been sports betting a touch, even though I'm bad at it. But still, it's been fun. Putting a little of that hard-earned money on the line. That makes it a little uh, bit different, yeah, right? Yeah, a little bit of hard-earned money. Like That's why he's not telling dollars. us who he's going with because he wants to make all the money for himself right now. It is, right. You, 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 never, you never let your methods get known. That's right. You got to know when to hold them, know when, when to, to fold them, know when to walk away. That's right. <laughs> That's George right. gets it. That's right. Um, <laughs> the gambler out here. That's what George the gambler. <laughs> That's what we got right now. But, no, I, I was I, obviously I've been keeping up with it a little bit. Um, crazy to think what the Lakers did with against Memphis. Uh, crazy to think what obviously, oh, not crazy to think. I, I feel with the Lakers, but you know they they were what 14th back in January, and now they're playing, you know, for a chance to the semifinals. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely insane to think of. Um, 
uh, where they're at currently right now um, as a team taking on the defending champs and have a one-game series lead. I feel, unfortunately, for Denver and Phoenix, that's an extremely good series. Absolutely. You know, you have two really good teams out there, and I think the Lakers-Warriors is just going to draw all your attention on the West, which is which is fine because that's what you expect when you're, you know, when you say, okay, we have, a, we have games featuring – um, obviously LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, you have all that situation going on. Yeah, it's gonna overshadow. Not not saying that uh, you know, the Joker and, and KD are obviously any slouch players because they're two of the best players in the NBA right now. A lot of people even say KD is one of the best that they've ever seen play the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, obviously that series is just getting overshadowed with the fact of the history of LeBron James versus the Warriors. That's really what it is, if you want to be extremely serious with you but um i was obviously you know i, I kind of I, I really like Giannis. um i'm not a bucks fan i you know i grew up uh my dad grew up uh, on the west coast was a big lakers fan growing up so i've always had a soft spot uh for the lakers but again not really watching i i mean i can tell you i normally watch like one or two finals games during the uh during the year and i will catch a couple playoff games but 82 games is just a lot for me to keep up with. It's one of the reasons why I don't, you know, like baseball for me is one of those games where I have to go watch a game to feel invested in it. Um, and and baseball is different for me. <laughs> well, yeah. And I get that. It, it's just one of those weird things for me. It's, it's you know, baseball, I, I can't be invested. I can't be, okay, here's, here's what, here's what I want to say. I don't want to, I don't want people to think like, well, you're not a real true sports fan because that's not it. Um, baseball to me is, Okay, after the All Star break is when I really need to start paying attention. Ooh. That is when I feel baseball is actually kind of worth something. But then, really, you only have a month, and then football's back. See. And that's when it gets to me where you you just baseball cannot compete with the NFL at all whatsoever. I mean, that's valid. Like, like in in especially in the United States, like football is the most popular sport by pretty much a mile but uh to me like like you know like i've always been a baseball guy and like i i rarely miss a braves game and so just from spring to october pretty much i'm in tune with baseball and i mean football it usually only takes up my thursday nights and my sundays and my monday nights sometimes so i mean it's uh i'm, I'm pretty much focused on baseball throughout the duration of the season yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I, I do understand that. I mean, I, I just, you know, football is one of those things where it's it's the whole season because you also have college football ways in then as well. So then you mm-hmm. get you add in the fact that now you have Saturdays where you're watching college football. Um, so I don't know. I just, I can't, I can't like, I can't get super, like a game in April doesn't phase me. You know what I'm saying? Like a Fair. game in April that a team's losing or winning or whatever it is like, congratulations. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, that's great. We're, we're winning in April. Um, mm-hmm. but to me, it's more so of, okay, what's happening in July, August, September, October kind of deal. You know, what, what's really that's happening in, and towards the end of July and August, September, because at that point, any team can make a push really. I mean, for the most part, you know, there's some teams that can literally just kind of count their season over, you know, as soon as all-star break happens and start prepping for who's going to be the first round draft pick. But, um, I don't know, man, to me, it's just one of those things where I can't get super, super like entrenched in baseball until for me, at least I know that like the games really matter. That's fair. And and that, that's you. That's not just speaking for yourself. That's speaking for a lot of fans, honestly, like most people get in tune in crunch time. And like like it's how we were talking with the NBA. Like we watch the finals. Like like and yeah. some of like the Western Conference semifinals, Western Conference, Eastern Conference finals, things like that. Like I really don't care about the NBA until the playoffs and like hockey. Like I don't watch a single Preds game throughout the course of the season. But if they make the playoffs, I'll tune in. Like yeah. it's, it's just I'll, I'll watch the highlights. I'll keep up with the scores, how they're doing, things like that. But like I'm just not in tune with it like I am other sports. Yeah, I, I'm, and maybe for me as well, it was one of those things where when I was having to, I guess, cover more things, you know, it, I paid attention more. You know, when you know, it's a lot, it's a lot easier to have you know Cardinals highlights or Royals highlights lined up 
you know, or Tigers highlights or Brewers highlights for me, at least whenever I was in those areas, you know, mm-hmm. on a slow day in May, because there's no high school sports going on, or there's no college sports going on, or, you know, it, it, you do show those highlights a little bit more, you pay attention a little bit more, at least I, I feel like I've paid attention more then than I do mm-hmm. now, you know, because it is one of those things like now where it's like, okay, you know, it's May well, obviously, when this drops, it'll be May fourth, which is all you Star Wars fans, big day, I guess. Um, right? Is that what was that? What's today? May fourth be with you. Yeah, today's May third when we're recording. So yes, May fourth for all you Star Wars fans out there. Um, May fifth for all you. Uh, no, I won't say that because uh, that that would be mean. Um, but yeah, so we have uh, we have you know. Like I, I would be easier for me when I was on air to be like, okay, May third, what baseball mm-hmm. game is going on? I need to show highlights of it and keep somebody in tune throughout the year, which then kind of sparked yeah. me to be like, oh, I need to show a little bit more of this. But like, you know, I mean, like if I, you know, if I had a choice of what I'm going to sit down and watch sports wise, I just in a season where there's 162 games, really only what like 70 of those really truly matter. 70 80 ish you know uh i i feel like 80 ish kind of gets you in the playoffs or in uh or in the talks for a play- you know what i'm saying like really you know that i guess that's kind of what it is for me at least there's 162 games in the season man at least mm-hmm. 81 of those matter you know right so, and i i just feel like that's kind of those- and the same thing like like you said the same thing with nba 82 games in the season you know, I can't, I can't turn on NBA in November and be like, all right, we're going to the ship, you know, like I just can't mm-hmm. do it, you know? And, right. and I guess most people could say, well, that's stupid with the NFL too, because it really doesn't matter until you get to about midway point in the season. But if a team is zero and six, they're probably not going to make it to the, you know, to the big dance. Right. Like they they ain't making right. the playoffs, you know that. Um, oh, sure. So yeah, but again, you know, neither here nor there. So, uh, I guess we'll get off of the off that topic. I just wanted to hear what your thoughts were, who you're going to pull for, what, you, what are you looking at um, when it comes to the NBA Finals. Um, I really don't know, man. I really don't because I feel like I don't know if the Lakers and Warriors are going to beat them up, beat themselves up so bad in this series where it goes all seven games and actually is kind of just a knockout drag out fight, and then mm-hmm. whoever kind of wins the other series between the Nuggets. And the Suns will just kind of be like licking their chops and then just come out fast and furious and beat them. Or, sure. you know, and and also the same kind of concept on the Eastern side as well. You know, like you said, Boston and Philly, those two teams, big juggernauts can kind of beat the heck out mm-hmm. of each other. I feel Miami and New York are kind of in the same boat right now. I mean, they're they're that the Eastern side of it has some has some flair behind it. So it, again, mm-hmm. not really certain who's gonna win it. Um, I don't want to make any weird guesses. We'll wait till it gets closer uh, to that, and we'll talk about that. Um, you know, Celtics for Bostonian fans, Celtics can't lose, man, because they're already feeling the effects of the old Bruins, man. That's right, man. Historic season in NFL, yeah, just NHL ends. History. Just gone in the first round. Feeling like <laughs> feeling like the poor Patriots in the Super Bowl, man. Mm-hmm. Eighteen and zero, trying to be like Don Shula's group, bro. Couldn't 2001 Mariners, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just couldn't do it, man. <laughs> Knocked out. Well, I guess a little bit different for the Patriots because they did play actually for the championship, but still. Yeah. Um, you know what? You know, I'll give you one. I'll give you one. The Packers, when they took on the Giants that year in the division, when they went 15 and one, been there, mm-hmm. done it. Hurts like a, you know, a ton of bricks hitting you. Anyway, going <laughs> off of that. George, I asked a question to our, our, our loyal listeners and we had some amazing responses on uh mostly on facebook i didn't really see anything else and of course i'm okay with that if that's where everybody wants to go but i like to remind everybody again follow us on social media follow us on twitter you can follow us on instagram um at schmitty stories we post over there as well uh but again we are you know we drop a question i'm putting it on facebook um but Again, some really fun responses to our uh questions so i'm going to ask this question to you george and i'll have you Give us your answer, okay? And then I'll read mm-hmm. you a few. I'll read you what we had from our people that had responded to our our amazing listeners who wanted to interact with it. Um, and I will also tell you, of course, my um, uh, answer to this question. So the question I posed today was: As a kid, was there a weird job that you wanted to do when you grew up? 
And obviously we're all kind of grown up now. That's how we're having this conversation. Mm -hmm. I don't see many toddlers having podcasts unless I'm wrong. And if you're out there and you're a toddler and you have a podcast, why are you listening to this? But regardless, maybe, maybe they understand the the whole pun behind the name of the show, but regardless of that, George, was there a weird job that you wanted to do when you were a kid? You were like, when I grow up, I'm going to do this. Yeah. So whenever, whenever I was a kid, like I was like a big, I was a pretty big cartoon guy like back in the day. So like Dexter's laboratory, I had a sister. So I was forced to watch the Powerpuff girls, things like that. And forced. like there was uh, forced, forced with quotation marks. <laughs> that actually is a classic show. So don't disrespect the Powerpuff girls and Mojo Jojo. But anyway, um, there was uh, like Dexter's laboratory, you know, it's based on a scientist, like, like a child scientist uh, and the Powerpuff girls the professor. He was a scientist who created the Powerpuff girls. I wanted to be a scientist and like, not just any like normal scientist. I wanted to be like a mad scientist that like made stuff like creatures, like inventions, change the world type stuff. So in my mind, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be that guy. I'm, I'm going to be the scientist that changes the world. And then I got to like middle school when I realized that I absolutely loathed biology, science, anything that came with it. And so I decided to go history great but yeah so i hate science and so my childhood dream was just wiped away as soon as i got to middle school did you feel like when you were a kid that you would see more people like in lab coats as scientists because of how many like shows we watched as a kid that like featured a scientist absolutely i thought they would just kind of be walking around like mcdonald's and yeah same but no they're not and like they're they're rare and hard to come find to cut to come by so yeah that may be another question for another time for this show is uh, we might need to ask that is what was something that you thought you'd see more of when you grew up? Like, cause I always feel like I I'm starting to see a lot of those, like on social media where people are just like, you know, as a kid, they, they taught us to stop, drop and roll, but I've never had to use it in my life. But again, it's information that you need to know. Uh, like somebody said, I, I thought more times in my life I'd be on fire and I haven't been, but for those exactly. of you who have been on fire, you know, if you know to stop, drop and roll, it was because we, you know, that's what you were taught. So, um, you do know that for me, it was something kind of weird. Um, everybody asked me what I wanted to do when I grew up. And I used to say, I just want to dig ditches, neither right, here nor there. Right? Nets, I like yeah. that. All I wanted to do is dig ditches, not even holes, just ditches. Just ditches. Just, All and, right. and they would say, well, how much do you want to get paid to dig ditches? And I would say, I don't care if I get paid. I just want to dig ditches. Um, I can tell you right now, I've never dug a ditch, um, mm-hmm. in my life. It's never happened. I've had to dig, um, uh, whenever the, the flood happened, the big flood happened, um, while mm-hmm. we were in school, when I was in college, uh, I did have to dig some like small ditches to keep water cause it was running downhill into our home. So I had to dig mm-hmm. some ditches away from the house. So the water would flow out and about out of the yard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, it wasn't a huge ditch and I did not get paid. So I yeah. accomplished my childhood dream of digging ditches. Apparently, um, you go. thank you. I do appreciate that. Uh, I like to make my dreams come true. Um, I have another one, but I'm going to save it for a little bit later because it, it, it responds into this. And, and I'll ask you this question as well. Another little question for you um, mm-hmm. from somebody else's post that I saw. But I want to get into some of these. Um, some of these were a lot of fun. I, I always enjoy when uh, when people kind of give us an explanation as well. Um, my brother had a great one. I don't know if you saw or not, but Cody said uh, he wanted to drive fire engines and hang out mm-hmm. with the Dalmatians, but he didn't actually want to fight fires. So he wanted to be everything that a firefighter was yeah. except for the fighter portion, or I guess the fire fighter portion. He just wanted to be the, uh, he was more of a fire truck chauffeur driver and pet keeper is kind of what he wanted to be. Um, mm-hmm. But you could, that's not a real job. So that's what he wanted right. to do. So shout Fair. out, shout out there. Uh, my sister-in-law gave a good one. She said she wanted to be a mortician. Uh, but also wanted to be a nun. So that's kind of two opposite, kind of weird spectrums. Um, Cody always has a good joke about morticians. He says it's the only business where people are dying to meet them. All right. (laughs) Love a good corny dad joke. That's my brother for you. That's what he (laughs) dropped. He said, uh, he Mm. said, you know, being a mortician, it's one of the only businesses where people are willing to die to meet you. Um, So, yeah. So, uh, so thank you, Julie, for giving us that. 
Uh, one that made me laugh, obviously, because it's more of an inside joke, is my wife said that she wanted to be a school bus driver. My wife does not like kids. Um, so oh. uh, she likes like like our nieces and nephews, but mm-hmm. my wife does not like children. So that makes it even funnier um, because she would not be able to do it. Uh, she said she had a really good right. bus driver when she grew up, when she was growing up. But I mean, knowing her around children that aren't like somehow in our realm of like being our own kin or like mm-hmm. friends, friends, children, she wouldn't last. Um, our good friend Casper got to give our guy Casper. Mm-hmm. His name's not Casper cause he's extremely white, by the way. He's not a ghost. He's a real human being. Um, mm-hmm. got a shout out to our guy Casper. Uh, he said he wanted to be a, a nuclear atomic physicist when he grew up, but that was because, uh, he didn't know what any of the words meant, but it sounded extremely like intelligent and cool to him. So he just would tell people that, but he had no real idea, um, what it actually meant to be that. So there you go. Well, I don't know what it means either. I have no I idea. I don't either. So. I have no clue what that job entails. Probably so someone he, way smarter than me who's studied a lot more than I ever have and ever will. So if so Casper were to tell us that he was that, we probably would have been like, oh, wow. Cool. You know? Yeah. Look at this Great guy. Stuff. Look at the look at the brain on this guy. Got a, My mom jumped in. She said she wanted to be a Marine. She ended up being a police officer. She was fairly close to obviously being someone who, yeah. So um, I do love this one as well. Uh, my mother-in-law chimed in and said that she wanted to be a maid at the Holiday Inn, but that was only because she thought that they lived there. So she mm-hmm. thought that you got to live at the Holiday Inn if you were there. Um, and then it quickly changed to wanting to be a uh, like a cashier at Winn-Dixie because it was the first time she'd ever seen scanners. And she was just like, that's the coolest thing in the world, scanning food. Um, so that was that. So uh, a pretty good one there um, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, my good friend, Abby, who graduated from Austin P with me about the same time, I think it was a few years after me. I think I was in grad school when she graduated undergrad. Um, I like this one a lot. She wanted to be a spy, but only a spy who had Spider-Man like abilities where she could scale buildings. Okay. So she put the spy in Spider-Man. All right. All right. So, yeah. Calm down yeah. over there, huh? Telling yeah. your telling yeah. your own jokes, huh? Yeah, he's gonna start charging yeah. over I mean, there. You huh? know, you know, funny guy, eh? Yeah, he's gonna start charging, yeah, eh? See, it's interesting little concept there. Like you kind of combine the two because the words are the same, and I like that. So, like, plus that'd be a pretty cool job. Like, you know, you get to scale buildings, like shoot webs out your fingers and stuff, yeah. and you can just be a spot. Like, like nobody knows who you are. That stuff that, that's pretty cool. So what we learned is Abby had an amazing imagination growing up. My yes. brother just yes. wanted to be lazy. My brother wanted to pet dogs no. and drive cars. That's pretty much what we no. learned here uh, from everybody else. Um, uh, I really like this one. Uh, our good friend Ronnie weighed in. He said he wanted to be an astronaut so bad growing up. He went to a couple space camps as a kid. And then uh, he realized as he got into it more was that he was actually afraid of heights. And anything that was moving super fast made him sick. So he had to rethink the career of being an astronaut. (laughs) Uh, But Ronnie could have walked on the moon if it didn't go so fast is pretty much what he's saying. Yeah. Like, like that's a dream killer. Like, you know, you have, you think you have it all planned out. You even, you even take the time and money to go to space camp. And I can imagine that's not cheap by any means. And then you just realize that one, you're afraid of heights. And then two, you're moving really fast. You get sick. And I mean, a rocket moves really like, uncomprehendable speed and so that kind of just throws a whole wrench in the whole thing so that's deflating that's a career ender that's devastating for our boy ronnie over there absolutely uh again he's also from like way down southwestern tennessee too so he's probably close to huntsville so it probably Mm -hmm. wasn't too bad of a deal to go space camp um maybe not yeah a little bit quicker of a drive over him yeah, you know yeah, what i'm saying sure. pop over there a little bit closer than it is you know in clarksville or dixon you know we oh, yeah, we, yeah. we ain't driving out of space camp no my, my mom said no nah, like yeah it's too expensive. she said you ain't, expensive. you ain't going to space boy you know better than that <laughs> yeah, she told, yeah. Was my mom would have told me she would have said hey <laughs> you know what how would you do something that's uh more home side and i'd be like all right cool <laughs> Um, yeah, our, uh, our good friend Kaylin said that she uh, wanted to be a marine biologist, uh, but then she learned that you had to be good at math, which she says Ooh. he's not. She said you also had to dissect ocean life, which she said she couldn't actually stomach that. And then mm-hmm. last but not least, you have to be, you can't be afraid to swim in deep water. And she's a, 
actually terrified of that. So marine biologists got uh got removed from the old uh the old dreams there for um for older Kaylin, not young Kaylin though. She still dreams. Young Kaylin dreams. Um older Kaylin mm-hmm. realizes the uh scariness of the deep blue sea. Absolutely. She went over three with or well, excuse me, one, two, three strikes right yeah. there. Like she hit the trifecta. So yeah, that, that's another career ender where basically every aspect of the career is a no-go. So yep. just crushing dreams. Like that that's what today's about. We're just crushing absolutely dreams we're, we're bringing up everybody's unfortunate childhood trauma that you did yeah. complete yeah. dream that you wanted more <laughs> but again i mean you know that that happens out there because mm-hmm. this is the one that then weighs in and i wanted to bring up last so we can talk about it. it's not an extremely weird job um but our guy dusty who weighed in on the steelers a uh, good friend of mine from the joplin area shout out to dusty um has twin boys that both signed to go play football at truman so congratulations nice. dusty i know He's a super proud papa. Um, uh, he brought in the fact that he really wanted to be either a closer for the Cardinals or play in the NFL as a linebacker. Uh, again, so not a super weird job, but that's what he wanted to do. And, and Dusty, in his own right, was an absolute stud in high school. I got to see some of his uh, some of the clippings from the high school days when he was uh, in the area out there in the four states. And he actually played college ball at Missouri Southern. So. Um, obviously a, a dude that could play some football has some sons that mm-hmm. are going to go continue the legacy there. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, that obviously not an extremely weird job that you wanted growing mm-hmm. up, but I feel everybody that was an athlete kind of had this job as well, or had this mindset of like, man, I'd really like to play professionally. Some mm-hmm. people get to do it and congratulations, those guys, you know, I even say this much, right? Like any dude that even makes it in my opinion to a minor league team, like, dude, you've mm-hmm. done it. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. I know like, you know, for them, maybe it's like, well, I haven't even played in the majors yet, but like, nah, like in all of our eyes who could never make it. Like, I mean, obviously I feel, you know, George probably had a more promising chance than, you know, I did of, of playing in our respective like leagues or at least trying to continue. I couldn't hit a breaking ball. Well, you know, <laughs> neither could Joe Everyone Boo, found out you know about what I'm saying? That. Joe Boo can't hit one either. So That's true. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, so uh, you know, was it was it like that for you as a kid too? Did you have that dream of wanting to play in the pros? I mean, growing oh, yeah. up, what was what was the what was the mindset for little George about sports? Oh yeah, the 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 playing in the pros was always like the dream as a kid as well cuz like I could see it was so much of a dream that like while we were talking about weird jobs like that we wanted as kids, I didn't even put it in the category of weird jobs cuz yeah. I was like, oh, every kid dreams this. But in in the sense, it is a weird thought because I mean the percentage of someone going pro is astronomically low. And so of course I I had the dream of going playing professional baseball cuz baseball's my favorite sport, played it my whole life. And I mean, I, I would visualize in the backyard, you know, um, tossing up a wiffle ball or something like, you know, oh, it's game seven of the World Series. Bases loaded. We're down by three runs and the Braves are losing the Yankees. And, and you home run it. here wins the ball. Game. Oh, oh, sorry. Dude, no, no, you're absolutely <laughs> right. Bro. Like, dude, I was a choke artist as a kid. I was like, damn, and he missed it again. Does this guy still have a contract? But, but wait, a know. fan run down the field. So yeah, it's fan yeah. interference. He oh, gets to repitch. Here comes another pitch. And oh my God, the crowd goes wild. It's gone. But yeah, yeah, that, that was how it was. And uh, like as, as a kid, of course, I had that dream of playing professional baseball, being a professional athlete. And then the as I progressed uh, into the sports world, as I got older and uh, through the middle school, high school, travel ball eras, things like that, I was like, man, I can't hit a curveball. And then everyone that we played found out that I couldn't hit a curveball. And so you know what uh, the only pitch that I basically saw for the entire senior season was? Curveball. It was a curveball. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was that was, that was was the struggle bus there. So the dream died whenever George had trouble with the curve, as one would say. So, well, George, I'm sorry about that, man. I always dreamt of actually, um, as much as I wanted to play football, um, there is one professional sport that actually outweighed my dream of playing football, which again, I love football <clears throat> and, uh, you know, shout out. I want to say this as well. Uh, cause I know obviously we have some people, maybe that's listening to this. Um, George was talking about the astronomical numbers of how to even get to the pros. That number is still astronomically low 
for college as well. So if you're playing at, you know, from division one down to JUCO, no matter what level you are, like you are playing a professional sport that most people say goodbye to on, you know, when their season, their respective season ends. So congratulations to you. Like you're out there doing something that, um, I would say millions of people don't get to do. So, um, Keep your head up, keep your, you know, your, your chin up, do your best um, and give it all you've got out there for people like me who um, has to be, you know, through a warm day out here in Tennessee has been downing a jug of pickle juice, uh, pickle juice company. If you're listening to us, um, sponsor us. Um, but regardless of that, uh, George has been watching me have to like gulp pickle juice to keep my uh, make sure I'm staying cramp free mm-hmm. um, throughout the uh, warmer days and being outside right now during spring ball. So. Uh, but again, yeah, there was one thing that outweighed it for me, and it's going to be, it, you might laugh at it, but it's one of those things that I will still, till this day, one day I will accomplish this goal, hopefully before I turn 35, which is to actually wrestle in a professional wrestling match. And it will happen eventually. Um, I have been able to do some some stuff for some locals. Like, it does, like, I'm not talking about like I need to be like headlining WrestleMania here, but like I would rather go to like the Dixon Civic Center, baby and wrestle that's you know right. what i'm saying that's in front right. of a crowd of 50 folk down there in dixon you know man, what i'm saying that's what i want to hey, do i'll be in that crowd that's my city right there that's what we're doing <laughs> george will come out be wearing some some blue and orange cougars colors that's right coming at me <laughs> and uh he's gonna be like hey you suck you're not from here but like <clears throat> eventually like i will do that at some point in my life i've had the, i've had some really fun opportunities to get in the ring myself do some like announcing um, for uh, my real good friend out there in uh, the Joplin area, my my guy Flex. Um, I got a chance to kind of be his hype man for a few shows. Uh, got to meet some great people. I absolutely love the atmosphere. Um, but yeah, I will do that eventually. That is a dream of mine that I've had since I was a little kid. I've always wanted to be a professional wrestler. And unfortunately, what happened was when I was 16, a professional wrestler who I will... It will be remain nameless. He's a pretty, pretty famous dude. Um, looked at me at an autograph signing and told me, listen, kid, just stay in school and get your degree. And it really broke my heart because all I wanted to do was wrestle. And this guy wasn't like my favorite wrestler, but he was like a big name. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he's wrong, right? Technically, this man was a genius. You know, I got, Mm -hmm. I have three, you know, I have a high school diploma and two degrees in college. You know what I'm saying? Like, technically, I listened to what he said. You know what I'm saying? But like, Mm -hmm. deep down, there's always been a part of me that's like, man, I really wish like when I turned 18, I would have gone and, you know, tried to do college and wrestle like for fun on the weekends. Haven't been able to do it yet, but that is a childhood dream of mine that I do say one day, one day I will wrestle in a professional wrestling ring. And it doesn't matter if it's in the, the indie scenes here and, you know, down in Dixon or Selmer or Johnson city or some, you know, some VFW and, you know, Kentucky or whatever, I'm going to get that opportunity and I'm going to step in the ring and I'm going to step in the squared circle. And George is going to be in the front row and he's going to toss me a chair. I'm going to hit somebody with that chair. And then I'm probably going to lose. But regardless gonna happen chills i have chills like dude i dude i got faith like i, I think you can do it let me tell you, you something dude. brother you know what i'm saying it's gonna happen yeah, give me the, mic. the hulk hogan yeah and dude like whoever whoever the wrestler was that told you that he's a fun sucker it was, like it was dude, pretty sad dude, dude, dude just drop his name who was it i'm not gonna say it oh wow i'm not gonna say okay, it. that's fair that's fair. i'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna sucker. say it. he's not gonna listen to this it doesn't really matter um, he's not gonna listen to it ever. Uh, and again, you know, again, it was also the fact that my mother knew that I wanted to be a wrestler and she was just like, don't be a wrestler. Don't be a comedian, you know? Yeah. So, you know, so she met a wrestler and she was like, tell my son that he probably shouldn't get into wrestling and do was like, nah, man, go get your degree, which I did. I got two of them, mm-hmm. um, yeah. technically. So, I mean, thank you for the moral support to go get my degrees, but you know, we're, True. we're, I mean, I could be a guy with a degree and in the wrestling ring. This is true as well. Could have happened. Um, But yeah, so that was, uh, I want to thank everybody that reached out to us, man. And and, uh, you guys were awesome. I really loved the response. Um, I posted that like this morning, um, which would be yesterday morning because it's obviously airing on Thursday. But I posted it yesterday morning and I was like, 
oh, I don't think anybody's going to respond to this. And then all of a sudden it just, the flowing of it, you know, the ebb and the flow of it uh, started. So thank you guys so much for doing that. Um, I really do appreciate it. I make sure I might have one more um, uh, that I saw. Um, give me one more second before we, before we wrap up this, I just don't want to like forget anybody who dropped it in there because, you know, obviously, obviously we're not going to be able to read every single person's every single time. However, we don't have like a ton. So I feel like we can do that. You know I mean? It's our show anyway. So what, what you going to do? You know, who's going to stop me? Um, yeah, had one more. Got to give a shout out, uh, two more actually. I had to give a shout out to, uh, uh, Miss Jonell, who said she wanted to be a judge growing up, and then Paul Marsh, uh, who was on my on the Talking Schmidt page. Paul, thanks so much, man. He said he wanted to be a truck driver growing up. I would have liked, I would have loved to have been a truck driver. I don't know about you about this, George, but I would have loved to because I love to travel. I love seeing the country. Um, I love mm-hmm. seeing the United States. Would not mind being a truck driver, other than the fact of like I would be an absolute nervous wreck trying to drive like a huge machine like that. I'm right there with you. Like uh, interstate traffic already makes me like anxious and pissed off. And so I can't imagine in a huge, like two times school bus on wheels. Well, school bus is on wheels, but a two times school bus length of a truck. And so on more wheels, on more wheels, a lot more wheels. There's just so many wheels. Yeah. yeah, Dude, isn't there like 18 or something? Yeah. 18 wheels. Yeah. 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 yeah, So yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And so like, yeah, I, I, I don't know about that. And also, I like sleeping in my own bed too much. Oh yeah. So like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to sleep on in the truck on the road and stuff, or hotel room or wherever you got to sleep. So yeah, side just, of the road. Yeah, yeah, on the ramps and stuff. So that's just, yeah, eh, just kind of a turn off for me. Respect to wanting to do it because yeah, mean, absolutely. Respect. And those who do them. it, yeah, we have yes, to have absolutely. truck drivers. Yeah. We got to have them. So respect to y'all, but not for me. And and there's a lot of lot of uh, a lot of crazy true crime things happen with truck drivers. So mm-hmm. uh, more so in the old uh, 80s and 90s, I would say more so than now. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, truck drivers. Uh, you know, shout out to the ones that are good out there trying mm-hmm. to bring us crops and and food and whatnot and carry supplies. Like we love y'all, uh, but mm-hmm. those of you who are trying to kidnap people and drop them on the road, we're not That's fans not cool. of you. That's we're not, not cool. fans. Not at all. Um, so yeah, truck driver been fun. You know what I'd actually really like to do even now, and I think it'd be really cool. Uh drive for like uh for like Google Maps and just drive around taking photos and yeah. everything driving through town. I would love to do that. I would do that. Yeah. See, yeah, and that kind of goes in hand in hand with like your traveling aspect. Yeah. Like you could go literally anywhere in the world. Yeah. Like and you can just take the pictures and videos or whatever you need. And yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. I like that. And we could listen to Talking Schmidt, which you guys are listening to now. And you should be subscribed if you haven't yet. Hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, Samsung, um, Pandora, I think, has this on it. We're on everything. or If we're not, we're going to be on everything soon. Um, give us a follow on social media at Schmitty Stories on Instagram and on uh, Twitter. Schmitty Stories is also a production that George and I do. It's uh, the dream that George never knew he had of wanting to be a voiceover actor. He's officially been able to accomplish that um, in his life, so check that off the <laughs> list. Um, yes. But yeah, so we do Schmitty Stories on there as well. So we do Schmitty Stories um, as a part of that, uh, of our kind of like our whole talking Schmidt or Schmitty Productions, if you will. Um, so we have Schmitty Stories, which is the Instagram handle, the Twitter handle. If you guys have questions or ideas that you want to add into the show, um, you can find that on, or you can email us, do that at schmittystories at gmail.com. That's S-C-H-M-I-D-T uh, stories at gmail.com so you can send that over there uh, we'll try to get back to you as soon as we possibly can um, look for our post each week we'll try to do some sort of poll that we can talk about and we'll also try to do um, some sort of question that can offer a little bit of fun and insight into uh, our newest episode each week but again um, if you haven't given this uh, five stars man what are you doing give it five stars what else you got going on be friendly to somebody today give us five stars man if you're not friendly to anybody else just be friendly to george and i give us five stars we appreciate it um if you leave us a fun review um you know with a five-star rating we'll probably read it on air if you don't give us a five-star rating and you leave us a nasty one i don't know if we can be friends you know, that's where we're looking at in life currently is, uh, you know, do you want to be our friend or not? That's what we want to know. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's where George and I kind of stand on this. We want to thank everybody, of course, who uh, listened and joined us um, last week. And then of course, everybody who jumped on to social media this week and answered our questions and voted in our poll. Other than that, guys, we're going to be gone for uh, about six days, six, six, seven days, and we'll be back up next week. We'll have new topics. We'll have other stuff to talk about. Um, We'll talk a little sports. We'll talk a little life. If you guys have any questions that you want us to answer during the show, man, don't be afraid to ask. George and I may not know the answer, but we'll try to give you something that you can live off of, you know, you you can build off of. So if you have that, send us that as well, and we'll try to get that taken care of for you guys. Um, in our next couple uh, of shows and things of that nature. But for this week's episode of Talking Schmidt, we are officially done. I'd like to end this one like we do and like we have been doing is just uh, kind of want to say this. Go out, be nice to somebody today because I'm sure they need it. All right? Go out there, love on somebody if they ask you to. Don't be weird about it. Um, but yeah, go out there and make somebody's day better, you know? If you're a happy person, make somebody's day better. If you're someone who's a little bit sadder sometimes, like, you know what? Find something that makes you happy and try to do that. Unless it's like robbing a bank. And then you you didn't hear it here from us. Or like doing something that's illegal. We didn't tell you to do that. But find something that does make you happy and a good person. Let's do it that way. And try to do that. Because that's what's the best thing for you to do in life. But again, for George, I'm Ethan. Saying so long from Talking Schmidt.